You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 11, episode 9. I'm John, and tonight joined by Scott from the Footy Vlog Net. How are you doing, Scott? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, you've got a podcast, so nobody else can see us, but yeah. Not that anyone else can see you, which is probably for the best as well. Um, I'd say that for myself as well, so I'm not just digging you, because you like to dig me, so... No, 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 that's fine. At least you can't see below, because I'm just in my pants, because it's so hot, which is a kind of fuss for Scotland, so... Is that an early early cue for an ad? We'll maybe save it for later. (laughs) It can be, eh? We'll we'll maybe save it for later, uh, with regards to that. Uh, Joined by Miguel, how are you doing? You good? Rough as per every Monday. Aye. See, some people call it rough Monday. You just call it Monday. Oh, that's it, mate. Aye, pretty much. <laughs> to be fair, I feel, I feel worse now. I'm seeing Scott sitting in his pants and that's that. Eh? Oh, yeah. You've not seen that. That's for the, the final part of the podcast. I'll just zoom down for you. We'll, we'll, put that out. we'll put that out at the end of the season. That'll be the end of the season. We'll put out a video of uh, best and worst moments. Can, in the, the, can I just suggest the something? Can I suggest something? What about like an Ethiopian calendar for Christmas and that? So I think you could be front page, mate. <laughs> the, way you're, the way you're looking there, you're, you're off toys. You see the muscles on man. Uh, front page with no no uh, no bios, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, your missus might buy it. No, she wouldn't buy it. I suppose she gets to see the goods for free. Uh, well, if she wants, but. You know, it's <laughs> debatable sometimes, isn't it? Um, so, I were pleased to announce we've got another guest on this week. We always like having a guest on. So, we well, I'll let you introduce yourself apart from your name. We've got Josh on, so just give us a wee bit about you as if it's your first day at school. First day at school? Oh, um, I don't know. What kind of things do they ask you at first day of school? Uh, normally, you've got a... I always remember at college, uh, first day of college, they asked us to name three things three things about ourselves and uh, and uh, one of my things was that I'd just been chucked by my girlfriend uh, so thankfully thankfully that's not not the, not one at the moment um, yeah. was, that like a wee, was that like a wee brainstorm that you thought I'll say this and then hopefully on the fitties will give me a wee bit of sympathy <laughs> I, I, I think it was me definitely did it work? absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not no, <laughs> uh, no but um uh, Josh, I'm a, a Rangers fan, Rangers in Irvine Meadow um, in Scotland, um, Rangers through, uh, from Irvine, um, Rangers through my dad, as a lot of people uh, normally tend to be, um, Irvine Meadow through um, geographical um, geography. Um, we had the, the Merry Last Derby on Friday. Friday. Um, no, do you know actually I missed I missed it and why did I miss it? Um, I can't remember why I missed it. It was, it was one of the first ones in years that I've missed, um, oh. and I normally normally go to every single one. I was there. The, the most exciting one that I've been to in recent years was one um, where a fan, where an Irvine Medal fan, ran onto the pitch and spat in the Vic striker's face. Mm. Um, so that was uh, that was entertaining. Um, he didn't get battered, but he didn't get battered for the striker actually, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was it was really good. 
Uh, aye, no, but junior football, that's that's where it's at. Aye, well, I'm the same. I, well, I support Talbot as well. I support Aberdeen, so I did notice you were a medal fan. Aye, I've had some interesting times at uh, Aberdeen medal, to be fair. John. See, when, wait, wait a minute. I'll, I'll let you come in a minute, Scott. So, remember when the, the new houses were getting built at the side? Aye, aye. And it was all bricks and mortar? Yeah. Aye. I've seen a, some of the bricks and mortar a bit too close up for my liking. Um, but, yeah, it's a good place to go. Good ground. And they've got a couple of Ike Talbot boys as well managing. Yeah, and absolutely do. Um, we've actually took a, took a few boys from down, down Cumnock and uh, Auchinleck Way. But um, I Lata and Spenny too. I mean, it, you know, in terms of... In terms of junior football, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to describe, but in terms of West West of Scotland junior football, those two are like Galacticos. You know, they're just literally yes. won everything there is to win. Um, so, you know, really, really happy with the management team. So, a couple of good guys as well. They're good guys. Yeah, yeah. top men. Uh, what, what, what do you want to uh, give me, dig me up for Scott here? I just want to know who your big team is. Is it Aberdeen yeah. or Rockenleck? It depends who's winning trophies. So, so it's not Aberdeen then. Obviously, as well yourself, Scott. You like Pollock. You like going there. Yeah, they are last week, weren't you? Yep. Uh, a controversial penalty. It shouldn't have been a penalty right at the end. Uh, but no, it's, it's always good to go to these junior gate maps. I suppose it's not junior now, is it? It's uh, West of Scotland, but it's still good. Um, I just like prefer the atmosphere, I like walking around and finding different views and stuff rather than just sitting in a seat. Um, but the pie shop still wasn't open, so I wasn't happy with that. I am quite surprised at that because obviously I was at the Talbot Beef game the same night. Our pie stalls been open since I came in the pre season friendlies. Um, and all keep see pictures of them. I well, last Wednesday I never had a pie because it was good. I was the missus was in late from work, so I thought I'd make the dinner. Um, and I couldn't quite squeeze in a pie at half time. I maybe could have, but I thought that'd just be greedy. And if we're doing this calendar, then we need to get in the best of shape, don't we? Um, talking <laughs> of pies, Josh, we do usually like to ask our guests, what is your pie of choice? Probably macaroni. Um, and and th- there's a reason, there's a reason get for out, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's me or him. Uh, no, uh, that, that's, uh, not a, um, not a taste. Um, a pro- probably a practicality. Um, macaroni pies don't really fall to bits when you eat into them, um, and you can get a bit of sauce on it on a macaroni pie uh, and bite into it, and it will no fall to bits. I had a steak pie at made a, um, a Devon Vale at the weekend, uh, and it just collapsed, and it was a disaster. Um, so yeah, I would probably usually go for a macaroni pie, but I'm partial to a cheesy burger. Um, if they, if they are on the go, um, I had a good one didn't come like a few weeks ago. Uh, but if I'm going pie, macaroni, macaroni. It's quite interesting. We've had a few on this year, and it's been macaroni. We Erin's still raging. What's that? Six games in, she's no still no seen a macaroni pie. And she knows the next three games, she's not getting one either, doesn't she? She's she's got it all kind of figured out. I well, she did say, I think, is it no for the. Thursday she's doing hospitality, so yes. she's got a proper decent steak pie. Maybe I, like a, I, like I a proper. Keep, I don't know where you keep going these folk for eat macaroni pies, mate. What is that about? I don't know. I don't know whether. Do you know? I don't know. It's Do you like know you mac- get a pie for a good bit of meat? Is that not? 
Oh, do like, you, I do do like it. I mean, do like steak pies. Uh, one, do you know one of the one of the best steak pies I've ever had was actually at Linlithgow Rose. That was incredible. It was just so fucking perfect. Um, unfortunately, we've never drawn them in the cup since. So, um, but uh, aye, good pie. I mean, you got a lot of pies in the in the lower leagues. Um, yes. That was good for pies, actually. Have you? You might be the only one here that's maybe tried it. At Beef, tried the Balmoral pie, the chicken and haggis. Yeah, I have. Aye, 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 aye they're good. That's level. That's level. Aye, aye, they're good. So the, uh, there was, wait, I can't remember what club it was, but there was a club that does a chicken curry pie. can't remember what club it is. Maybe it's no Pollock. Well, that is the one doing them just there, I can tell you that. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe like Pollock or Rutherglen or something up in Glasgow, like Ben Burb or maybe one, you know, one of the Glasgow junior uh, clubs. I, I would do definitely get it. Best range of pies is definitely. Uh, Did you see the Miguel? Leagues. Remember Miguel was talking about the one in Aberdeen? Did you see them on Instagram today? Miguel was oh. a chicken pukwara pie. It's spelled out It's man. You're brilliant. See, what? Did it have a bit of sauce though? To, can I moisten it a wee bit? Think. Yeah, I think you did. I the, the, the red, the red sauce. Oh, I have both. I seen was it? Is it the boy? Is it Dave Stolkard? Is that I think the right guy's name? Yeah, uh, Living, Livingston director. I think one point. We need to give him the credit because he shared that donor pie, and I think all of Twitter seen it. Yes or no? Yeah, I'll try it. I'm, I'm the fussiest man in the world, mate. Yeah, that's how old steak <laughs> pies. But the only thing I could say about that, and I did see it. Was that then I think it was felt enough, yeah. It was quite thin. Yeah, because they probably put more more meat in it. A bit of scotch oh. pie, did you get a scotch pie, Miguel? Oh aye, mate. Aye. Scotch pies are the long, but steak pies are the daddy like. As long as you get a good thick one. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I welcome again to the Scottish Football Gourmet Podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> there'll be more foods probably as we go. So in terms of starting, we may as well uh Europe, we like to start with Europe recently, I've seen as our teams are, we've got four teams still in just now, and <clears throat> to be fair, there's still a chance that we could have four after Thursday. There's four decent results, yeah. Um, I think Aberdeen, that, Aberdeen, I mean, that pitch was absolutely terrible. I can't believe that that's allowed, um, because you know, it was constantly getting injured very early on and everything else, and it's just... It's hard to do anything in that kind of environment, especially when the pitch is as bad as that. It's one of them, I always think, when it, people talk about pitches, talk about plastic pitches, bad pitches, because let's face it, in the winter here, I mean, we've seen pathologies, not being the best state sometimes, and they've tried to rectify that, and obviously other grounds, but there's no way that, I've seen better at the local park, genuinely, like in terms of it was cutting up straight away, it wasn't even as if it was cutting up during the game, it was already cut up beforehand. I don't know what they were doing, but what the deal was. I think the talk was they wanted to switch it to there because they were expecting a bigger crowd. But yeah, I don't even think the crowd was was that big. Um, yeah, the early injury to Considine, I mean, don't worry, maybe that could happen in a normal pitch, but certainly the condition of the pitch doesn't help. So straight away, you're under the caution a wee bit because they're a good team, I think. A lot of folk just go, oh, it's, they're just from Azerbaijan, but we've mentioned before, group stages, European football, last seven seasons. I didn't think they were that great, but it's kind of weird one though, because we never really did much taking a threaten going forward. So we did set up three at the back, and it was maybe just thinking, right, let's contain them. Obviously, away goals isn't their thing now, so if we can come away, we maybe get a, a goal. But a narrow defeat at 1-0, considering we only really created 
one proper chance, I would say. Ramirez had a chance, but he was cream puffed because of weather. I would say, again, conditions difficult for our players. Uh, I think 30-odd degrees, which our players aren't really used to. Um, so we had a chance. Ferguson had a free kick at the end. Apart from that, didn't really offer anything. But the same token, I wouldn't say they offered that much. And even their goal, I would put it down to probably Conte actually getting subbed because McKenzie had to tuck inside to play left centre-back. And they went down the line. Hayes was talking two minds about who to lock, whether he marked the man with the ball or the runner. And I reckon if maybe Conte was there, he would have had the guy with the ball and Hayes yeah. would have been covering the runner. But um, overall, considering we never played well, very much in the tie, we are Pat Pitodri on Thursday. I hopefully can do it. Only there is still, Hedges is going to be out. That's our creativity and that, sadly... Again, yesterday at Hearts, um, that's where we're still lacking. We don't have that much creativity. And that would be my concern. Who's going to unlock the their defence? I hope we go back to four at the back, more positive line-up. I think we were at home. And then I suppose you're depending on Ramsey at full-back. And I don't know whether McKenzie will play because he missed yesterday. He's went off as well. Constantine's the guy that would sometimes play there. So I don't know what the deal is. Hopefully McKenzie and Hayes are both available. Um, I would tend to favour McKenzie playing there. I think he's more natural there. And then if Hayes is fit, potentially he's further forward where he can be a bit of, more of a threat. But yeah, we're in the tie and that's that's the main thing. Um, to see what happens. St. Johnson, may as well keep in that tournament. It's another good, very good away result for St. Johnson. Um, they are, the moment just seems to be the kind of almost perfect cup team. Uh, it's again... The question mark is, can they do over two legs? Um, and you know that's what we're going to have to find out in this midweek. But again, very impressed. You know, they, they seem to, especially away from home, seem to really uh, thrive with the, the kind of pressures. I think the thing with St. John's in this season is we always know they're going to be pretty hard to beat and resolute, but they are trying to add a wee bit more going forward. I've noticed them being more positive in terms of playing Middleton and O'Halloran which gives them obviously that wee bit edge up top because they're not great in terms of goal scoring. They would, most of them would admit that themselves. Um, but they're still getting results. They're not picking up wins. That's all they can tell, I suppose, just now. They're picking up, what is it, two draws in the league. They've lost one. Obviously, they drew it on a night. Even in Galatasaray, they got a draw, which is a good result. But then, obviously, a heavy defeat at home. But I think they can do it. Like, I'm guessing, again, it'll be a fairly good crowd there at Park. I don't know if they're doing the same as what they did last time with the season ticket holders. Or not, I've not seen anything. Um, I suppose all the concern you would have is they do have quite a thin squad they've not got much in terms of being able to change things maybe that might be the only downfall but good luck to them and then do you like somebody to results home mate there's still positive results away from home like you can again as you're saying a good crowd behind them but like yourselves as well you can turn that around quite easily like one on a cross there that's naming feet that's a half place to go would you drop Joe Lewis for a big, big game? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a bit of a, it's an interesting one, like, because obviously he's not got the, the well, where is it they call it? The pitch cap. It's no pitch captain, you know what I mean? He is still the club, oh, or club captain, team captain, yeah. right? Um, well, Craig Fowler mentioned a good point. Aye, he maybe does, has made a mistake here, but he does do things that maybe other keepers aren't quite as good at. Um, 
To be fair, John, I think Scott's maybe having a dig at my comment last night in the WhatsApp. Because no, I, think, I, oh. I came in absolutely steaming. I hadn't seen any of the highlights. <laughs> and then I seen the one that he comes to collect. Where the one I? that puts there. And he's I running around in circles. I still don't know who Gary McKay Stevens never scored yesterday there. Uh, aye. Um, Gary Woods looked all right when he came in at the end of last season under Glass and maybe in terms of the way that Glass wants to play and bringing the ball out the back, maybe Woods might be more suited to that. I would say at the moment I would keep Joe um, in the team. Yeah. He's also, I mean, he's, he's also really he's also really big, John. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for keepers my keepers being big and he's like six foot you know six what is he six foot five six foot six he's he's a proven goalkeeper for several years now and I always just think that when I see a keeper of that stature in goal you just know that he's going to be able to get those extra couple of inches to the saves that maybe um maybe a kind of smaller keeper won't be able to I, I do I think Joe Josh, a great keeper. you're a Rangers fan, surely. Andy Gorham proves that to be a bit of a kind of myth sometimes. But I mean, Alan McGregor isn't even that tall. Um, no, not really. But, no. I mean, but I mean, you know... But there's, I don't I mean, even know. There's a, there's a, a, a kind of... Intimidation factor that yeah, I mean, there's, 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 le- there's levels in that Andy Gorham was... was and and Al McGregor, to, to be fair, are, are both you know absolutely top top class goalkeepers. I, I think if, with all due respect to Aberdeen, I think if, if Aberdeen had a, had a keeper of, of that stature, I don't think they would be able to hold on to him for for too long. Aye, no, I would still give him the benefit of the doubt just now. I think um, he is a good keeper, top keeper. I wasn't sure in the goal years, maybe before McGregor came back. Maybe the best keeper in the league, perhaps. Certainly up there. Um, oh, and maybe sp- between between having Gordon and Gordon as the Celtic, I'd imagine it'd be between those two. Well, I don't know, but obviously Gordon wasn't well liked by the Celtic fans, and in terms of him playing that, he probably liked to play some. Um, I will see. In terms of goalkeeper, I think he was he was up, he's still up there with both of them. Um, but uh Teams that every week I want to hear Craig Gordon's name, I just ripping the push with me. Yeah, <laughs> look, seasons 2017, all I've been hearing, I feel like I hear it in every podcast, is Tom Rodgers' name. So if I'm hearing, <laughs> well, if I'm hearing that, <laughs> and see as well, um, like we Harry, the Hibs, Harry the Hibby, and I was no sh- I don't know him, I don't know him all, all right through the podcast, but we've had a few exchanges and all that, chatting about Hibs, Aberdeen, that. He sent me a picture there. He goes, aye, you mind what game this is? And it's McLean and Hayes. Remember the chance in that final? No, you probably wouldn't remember. You all remember Rodgers putting in the body net. <laughs> I was like, is this boy in the wind-up? Is this McGill got him up to this? But he assured me he did not know what game it was. I was steaming that day as well, so... I can't really mind much anymore. <laughs> I just meant to go. Oh, that day, I thought you were meaning the day that he sent me that message. I'm thinking, how do you know what the day was? He was still going to as well. So, I, well, we both sell to go to Rangers. Where should we go? Uh, get, get Josh to go first. Yeah, man. Um, well, 
I was up at the game on Thursday, and I've got to, I've got to say, I don't think we were great. Um, I just I think that it was. I mean, went through every player after the game and thinking about so so. Obviously, the, the the flashpoint moment of Lundstrom making that second, who's not had a great start to the season, making that second foul and get himself sent off, you know, changed things substantially. Um, and I think Gerard made a huge statement at halftime, bringing Kent off um, and putting Scott right on, who was absolutely sublime. Um, he's just so good at turning players and going um, and leaving them for dead. It's just brilliant. This like is that. just like a, a wind up me night, isn't it? Talking about Scott Wright <laughs> being that good. Yeah, yeah, is mate. He's he's, he's class, and, and he's 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 not surprised me. I, I, I thought he's a, I thought he's a good player for a, a long time. Um, I didn't know if he could make the step up to you know the old firm, but he's he's really surprised me. He was brilliant when he came on, but. The story of the night for Rangers was once again Alfredo Morelos, you know, just coming up in big games and big moments, and he'd missed chance after chance in that game. Um, I don't know, one 0 at home, going away. The defence hasn't been great. It hasn't been what it, what it was last season. Um, you know, there, there's just been so many shaky moments so far. Um, and they just looked so lethargic in the first, certainly in the first half on Thursday night. Um, they just looked slow, you know, um, not really, they weren't doing that great thing of penetrating into the final third, the two fullbacks penetrating into the final third and getting crossed. They just weren't doing that enough. Um, but I mean, I think going over there, they're not a great football team, Alice Kurtz. They're not at all. Um, so I, I would like to think that, that we can get the result that will take us, um, take us through. Is he on I the defence? I think it's the purple strip. I think that's the problem. Do, do, you, know, do you know something, Scott? People, everybody's talking about how ugly, how horrible that strip is, right? So me, me and my mother, uh, mate that supports the Rangers, we looked, looked at and thought, I absolutely love that. I'm definitely getting one. Right. Well, it's just so 90s. Yeah, well, one of my, one of my favourite Rangers strips is I did support Rangers in the 90s was the purple one. Yeah. I had that brilliant. But mm-hmm. that was the year that E.K. Athens put them out of Europe straight away. And that's... I mean, I'm just wondering if it's one of those kind of... I heard it. Jonah, Jonah one of those uh, strips. It's Aye. just... One of those <laughs> strips. Just like, uh, like, that, that, like that Burgundy... Uh, Burgundy Scotland oh, uh, strip. Oh, 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 it's nightmare, so isn't it? it's... Uh, because, you know, the performances so far in Europe have been kind of Walter Smith mid-90s. You know, that they're kind of mm-hmm. a, a bit slow as if they can't understand the continental pace and the continental techniques and stuff. And you're like, you know, that's what Gerard's key thing has been since he's arrived at the Rangers, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it is so kind of went the other way quite quickly. And, you know, I, I've said this in the podcast before, I don't think they've strengthened enough when they've been on top. And I think... Lundstrom, you know, I was talking to somebody from down south about this on Twitter, and it's almost as if Lundstrom's one of these players that have come up and thought, I can just, you know, I can handle the, the Scottish Premiership straight away. And I so think it's a Shane Duffy situation in terms of, mind you, you meant to look Scott, uh, Duffy, I would, I would, I would mind go, a defensive team, because Sheffield United, I know exactly, and it's fans of team, they were more 
a counter-attacking team. But I think Rangers, you know, even even when you look at it, the games that he's probably not done his best are games that he should be, we, we, the Rangers should be having a, a kind of holding defensive midfielder there. I think it's more a case of he's just not caught up to speed of his teammates and what's around him. Um, and it's almost as if he's kind of in awe of the situation and just kind of opened his eyes of what it's actually all about. Um, but he has to, I, I, if I was Gerard, I'd probably kick, uh, drop him for a couple of weeks and say, this, this is what it's about. You have to be ready because you're, you're, you're not going to just walk into this team. Um, I thought you were going to say you were going to kick him. It sounded like you were going to say you were going to kick him and then Glenn, drop. I suppose Glenn Kamara's the, because of the European suspension, that maybe hinders things as well. But, you know, I think that's maybe the best thing for him to get suspended for this game and just kind of take him out of the situation and go, listen, you've not, you've not reacted well to joining this football club. This is what this is the standards you need to reach and then bring them back in. See, in terms of going back to your point about the defence, Josh, it's almost like they're going back to two years ago because Golton now is starting to look like that defender they looked like from then as opposed to what he did last season. Maybe no, that's unfair to single out Golton, but he's the one that always plays centre-back. Because Barisic wasn't playing the last couple of games. Barisic's in. The other centre-back, Gerard can't decide. I know he likes Hollander in European games. Seems to like Balogun in domestic. And then Tavernier, it's asked again, and I've seen folks, the defensive aspect, when you're in these bigger games, it's maybe lacking a wee bit. But I, I mean, you say that, John, right? But, I mean, I remember... I remember performances in Europe just from, you know, one, two years ago where Rangers were outstanding def- defensively. The, the one that, that stands out, you know, for me is uh, Ufa. When we were down to um, 10, I think it's 10 and then nine men for ages and, and they were absolutely outstanding. Connor Golson was an absolute colossus that night. You know, it, it's 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 hard, you know, and I, and I, I hate... Um, kind of resort into cliches, but I feel that that there has been a, a lack of um, run-up to these games and that there has been that lack of build-up to the season that there has been in the past couple of years. Um, and I just feel that maybe maybe that's hindered us a bit. A, lot, a few of the players were out at the Euros over the summer. Um, they've not had much of a break. Um, so I think there's a, a variety of factors that have contributed, but I, I think eventually, you know, you, Connor Goldson's not something they ever had player. He, he's he's still a top top defender, and I would probably argue that now I would I would argue he's the best defender in Scotland. I think um, the, the, the other thing I pick up on when you, you were talking about it is I remember for the last couple of seasons up until this one, the Rangers media kind of focusing on just how much training was getting done in pre-season and it was always they're working their socks off they're running into the ground and you didn't see as much of that and again I think that's probably down to the Euros and bringing players in and whatever but you know it, had, it didn't come up the same way in social media that that's what they were doing I bet it was not only about three or four Rangers players at Euros It doesn't matter it's still kind of it feels do you know what I mean even if the Euros are on and they're, they're watching and they're not really Getting into the, it just seemed as if preseason went a lot quicker without as much intensity. And that, that, that probably goes for a few of the teams, to be honest. But that's it, it just seems to be the, the case, you know, that that's what's happened. But also, is it a wee bit of pressure across over at Celtic that they are now performing? No, so, I don't. Or, 
Well, I don't think I don't think it's in terms of what Rangers dipping. I don't think it's because of what Celtic's done in terms of because I think Rangers almost gave them the initiative to do that. You know, with the Dundee United performance, I think Celtic have totally switched it around. Um, they do look very good, uh, but I don't think it's one's tacked onto the other um, in, in that basis. So we think they'll go through. I think so. Uh, it's it's hard to imagine this Steven Gerrard Rangers team, you know, blowing it from here. Um, we are one 0 up. We, we you know we go over there. Um, you know, as long as long as as long as we keep it tight at the back, um, the, the quality will come through. The quality will show because Rangers get quality throughout the team. For myself, like looking outside, looking into that, I don't know if he's maybe kind of took them. <clears throat> took them a wee bit lightly because there was people talking before the tie saying well, if we do away with them in the first leg we can rest players across there there was all that kind of talk going about but now for me from my perspective I'm quite happy he's only one one none because he's going to need to play a full side next week eh, no this week sorry and then it'll obviously benefit us playing news on Sunday like these we only have had a rest and I just think, I don't know if he's just took them too lightly. Like, I feel like that's kind of his only lines but, but, there. But I mean, Miguel, do you think, do you think that Celtic's going to play a lightning team going away to AZ? Oh, no, that, that team are phenomenal, by the way. As oh, much as we won 2 nothing, mm-hmm. it was such an even game. And see, if you're a neutral watching that on Wednesday night, would, you'd have loved it, honestly, God. They hit the post, they had the chance to put over, over the bar as well. And uh, you know what? It actually felt brilliant to know that you had a goalkeeper there that can actually use his hands, unlike Barkas and Ben for the last season. So it just see when they were breaking breaking through, you, you actually felt like Hart was going to make a difference, and they did because they did put the one onto the post. And I don't know. I, I think it's Celtic's looking brilliant now as well, mate. To be fair, um, we're talking about your favourite player there, John, earlier on. Uh, Tom Rogic. I don't know if you've seen uh, Kyle's goal. Oh, aye, I did. Aye, yeah. Did you, you see Rogic's touch for it? Tap, I, tap the ball like a bag of cement, honestly, God. I, see, I, I obviously go mostly by what I see against us, but even in other games, he's, he's way to pass and everything for uh, cliche, a big guy and all that. It's terrific. I don't know what, obviously injuries played a part over time, but for Celtic's sake, He's looking the part just now. I, I slaughtered them last year, Rogic. I honestly slaughtered them. I'm like, how can you beat a club like Celtic for that length of time? And I just felt like he was going through the motions last year. A few of them were. But see, this season, I don't know. I think Andrew's rejuvenated them. He's brought him back to what he was when he was at his peak, when he was scoring winners and cup finals against Aberdeen. And, uh, <coughs> nah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's looking, he's looking superb again. Um, we were, we were brilliant on Thursday, and so were, so were his head. Two boys so, in the middle of the park for them, by the way. Miguel, what happens, say you get through to the group stages, and let's face it, you should have to be in 2 up. What happens if you then get a tough group with some giants? Is it Brendan Rodgers style, where you just keep on attacking like you did under Brendan Rodgers and get... Thumped, or is Ange going to change it up a bit? It feels like a different kind of way of playing, though, mate. It's no, 
It's not like the Brendan Rodgers with your pass, pass, pass. Is that no, but, but it is, it is uh, very... Um, one, not, not oh. one way, but it, yeah, it, 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 it's kind of almost as if that's the only way he wants to play. I, I get, what, I honestly get your comfort, but I don't think it will be the same kind of way as because the fullbacks are coming in in the park rather than going at the park. We're kind of making it tighter. As I say, they said they're a good side as well, so I think if we're able to handle them, the kind of opponents you will get in Europa League, I think we'll be able to hold our own, like even when you are getting bigger teams. I feel. that follows up to maybe last week when I was speaking about your midfield just now. All really good players like McGregor, Turnbull, Rodgers, even Christie was in there. They're all ones that want the ball at their feet. They want to be creating, they want to be making chances. McCarthy's obviously not yet quite getting in the team, but you would imagine he's been signed to maybe play that role that's a bit more defensive. Is that then maybe a slight leveler when people are talking about Celtic now being... I don't know if people want to be talking about Celtic favourites, but certainly Celtic are now considered as it's not as clear cut as what it was maybe at the start of the season. People are saying, I don't know about how Josh felt to start the season, but I feel as if it's kind of has turned a bit in terms of like as he did say, we weren't fa- we weren't fancied at all. The game against Hearts we looked abysmal, even though we did create loads of chances. And that's been the theme for the majority of our games this year. As See, uh, on Saturday, we had 37 shots again. Do you know what I mean? We're making loads of chances, like. Um, but I feel I feel as if it could go down the wire now, yeah? Whereas before, I was just wanting to challenge for it, if that makes sense. I suppose it's difficult to say. It's so early in the season as well. We're only going to be four games in. So regardless of what happens on Sunday, I, it maybe gives up one of the teams a bit of a boost. But there's still... 34 games left to be played. Does it lay a marker? Like, how, how do you feel as a fan? Like, if, if you lose on Sunday, either of you, like, what, what difference does it make, do you think? Yep. Just now, so to, at this stage of the season? I mean, yeah. Obviously, it, it puts a gap It puts a gap between you. Between you know, it, it does lay down something of a marker and says, right, okay, we're, we're here to... We're here to dominate this season, and because I mean, you look at last season, Rangers were, you know, out and out the better team, and obviously across the season. But but in all four old firms, um, you know, you know, we went into that day games with a certain attitude and a certain mentality. Um, I think that if, for, from my perspective, if we were to lose on Sunday. I certainly don't think it's the. I certainly, you know, I'm I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking at all um, because, as you say, John, we are five games into the season, and and I'll I'll, I'll give your dues, um, Miguel. You know, you have you have looked good. Um, he's he's I've turned things around. That first game against Hearts, you know, I was buckled laughing. Um, at it. I was, you know, um, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I was pissing myself laughing at it. You know, that first Hearts game, um, but you, you have turned that around with a couple of signings. Um, don't know about the boy Starfield. Um, I, I, maybe he's just maybe he's needing a bit more, more time. Um, McCarthy, I, I thought was coming in. You know, you've given him a four-year deal, and I thought he was going to come in and play. Um, maybe he's just getting up to speed and all. But you know, I, I think, I, and I'm, you know, I'm not compare. I'm not making comparisons here, right? But 
When Pedro, believe me, mate, right? When Pedro came in to Rangers, he, he made he had a philosophy and he, he put in a lot of new things at training and he was saying a lot of things and we were all really liking the cut of his jib and we got a few decent results. And then, and, and then, so I'm not making comparisons, mate, right? But Aye, then he was in the head. Um, I'm not making comparisons here, right? But but I think I, I, I would if I would if I'm a Celtic fan, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be getting too ahead of myself until we're maybe about ten games in. I mate, the, the thing is, as as actually being able to watch the football, we've actually been playing. Honest to God, it's we're talking about Brendan Rodgers. It's kind of like that idea where. When he came in, and you, you got excited about going to watch football. Honestly, God, that's what it's like. We have got, uh, we've got like, so as you're saying, Staffield at the back. Who, he isn't too comfy in the ball, but you don't know what, as you're saying, give him a bit of time. But every other signing he's made has been absolutely solid. They've been brilliant. They've brought something to the team. Abada, as I was, I tipped him to be the top scorer by the way we had uh, we double the weekend there, but. Uh, <laughs> He's a, uh, he's looking brilliant as well. He's only nineteen years old. Furuhashi, he's well, he's twenty six, and I don't think you you can actually appreciate. Are you are you going on Sunday, Josh? No, I'm not going to the game. No. If, if you were there, you'd was, be able to see. No, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. You'd be able to see his movement. Honestly, I don't think you can appreciate it until you're watching him. And this is going to sound cliche as well. It's all about the runs he doesn't make. Mm-hmm. Because he holds off and he lets defenders think he's going one way, and he'll stop his selling and he'll go the other way. And honestly, it's even it's even the it's even the runs he makes going back the way that then that frees up both Forrest and Abada in the positions. You know, I think for Abada's second goal, that's what he done. You saw him coming in deep. He's he's running off the ball. It has been sensational. I think he has benefited from the fact that he was playing. Football before he arrived at Celtic, there was no kind of pre-season needed and things like that. So he was, he was probably fitter than anybody else in Scotland at that, that stage. Um, it, it, it's a very interesting encounter because at one hand, Rangers have got this European tie that they're coming back from. They haven't started the season amazingly well by any stretch. But then again, I, I keep on kind of come back into the kind of Walter Smith era. That could have happened a few times with Walter Smith, and then it just came, you know, even even the fact of Celtic battled Walter Smith teams so many times, but these Rangers always came out with the results, and that I can see that happening. But then I can also see, and I can also see Celtic's defence kind of crumbling, and I still have no um, confidence in that back four. I think you're right. I think Joe Hart has added something. Big L, but you're still losing too many chances, and some teams are going to really pick you off on that. Um, but the other hand, as I say, I can see Celtic running riot, you know, in terms of just their attacking movement, their pace, and their confidence and momentum is kind of switched back to them. So I, have, I think it's going to be a great game because I'm very intrigued. I have no idea who's actually going to win. Do you know what? I, You're spot on. I hope you loads of goals in the game, eh? Because I don't think we're any two years are that great at the back. You know. And, uh, so I need get to, your I money get... on a now now. Get your money on it. Your house, everything. Now now. I need. I need. I need to say though. I need. I need to say though. Um, Miguel, 
that the, the philo- so Angie's philosophy. I mean, he's a playing good, uh, and I know the rest and all this, right? But Mick Beale is a genius. He is, he is a footballing genius. Um, I've listened to um, a few podcast interviews with him, and 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 the likes. He is an absolute footballing genius, um, and I, I think that he will he will have assessed. He will be looking a lot at the way Celtic have played over the past few weeks. And, and, and there, there is an interesting tactical battle to be had on Sunday. Um, and, you know, usually at Old Firms, as you know, are all blood and thunder. Um, but but I think that there is an element of um, of a tactical battle to be had on, on Sunday that's going to be really interesting. And that's going to be, I think that's going to be the, the really interesting part because I don't think uh, Ange is, I think he's more about getting his players to play his way his philosophy and when it's on form as we've seen it's brilliant but I do think Rangers under Gerard with Bill and McAllister and stuff like that I think it's kind of how can we beat this team it's not as, it's not as focused on their own positives as well as trying to actually get through the, the negatives so it's, it's a very interesting battle that's going to come up I think you don't, you don't want, want to bog yourself down you don't want to bog yourself down and too much of what their points were do you want to play your anyway after you lose Scott Listen, I've been watching old films my whole life, and that is the Celtic way. That is one hundred percent the Celtic way. Another way is one hundred percent the Rangers way, and it, it, sometimes it works your way, sometimes it works their way. That that is, you know, it's always the case. But some, you I mean, if we're if we're going, you know, I go back further than Pedro. This is a kind of similar scenario you had with John Barnes, right? The start to John Barnes era. So it can go, it can go from up there right down to the very bottom. I don't think that's going to happen. I do like the signings that uh, Celtic have made. I don't think it's going to go, you know, totally off the cliff. But again, I wouldn't get way ahead of myself where you know the Hearts game and you know the, the earlier European exits still kind of fresh in your memory as well. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be a, a really interesting game. Shall we have been a bit harsh on Big Ange? Because, again, it's only early in the season. Maybe he does have other plans, but we just don't see them yet. Because this is no. a different type of game. This is such a different game. Like, he knows, no, but well, he knows that this, he's getting trusted I'm not this. Going, I'm not going on my knowledge of Ange. I'm going on the knowledge of people who, Australian journalists that I know of, uh, people that I've seen on Twitter that have followed his career in Japan, that that is just his mentality. That is his way. It was the same as I said in the European games. Brendan Rodgers is the exact same, not the exact same way of playing football, but the exact same kind of thoughts process as I think play our way. And that, you know, as I said, that's the way Celtic fans want to see football. That's how Celtic have been since probably dot. I obviously hadn't seen them in that round, but you know, that's what they all talk about with the Lisbon lines and stuff like that. That's, oh, that so that is the way. Got time machine, the right way. Fuck you, Trying to get as ready. I'm trying to get as ready as possible. But but that's what I'm saying. It's I always I always compare Rangers and Celtic to Real Madrid and Barcelona. Rangers have got the mindset they want to win at any cost, but that's like Real Madrid. Whereas Celtic are more like Barcelona and that they want to play nice attacking football, pass, you know, pass, 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 score and get as many goals as possible. And, you know, and both teams, have, all four teams have obviously been incredibly successful. But that who, who, is interest, who, Scott, who, Scott, who who's been more successful at Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid? Real Madrid. Right, OK, just, just, uh, just want to get that done. <laughs> 
It's lucky no, we're not in the, no the Spanish football podcast, I want it. Although it could be, it could be addressing Barcelona, Barcelona might be the next team that gets kind of liquidated or something, so it's, <laughs> that could change Aye, that, that, that exactly. <laughs> Uh, as a neutral, I, I recently in most recent years I've no cared at all about Rangers Celtic games. I, I'm intrigued about Sunday. I will be watching. I think. Um, yeah, because uh, since you host a Scottish football podcast, you might be watching. No, you're in and out. That's why I get used to answering all the stuff. I just, I'm just like the the organ grinder for all you monkeys. Stephen like, Thompson. Away. The Stephen uh, Thompson. Well, no, oh, watches, <laughs> coming out. He just watches the great British. Ah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to see Donald, though, at the football, man. Uh, Donald's never even seen... We went to a game the other week and never even seen any goals. Too busy on his phone. Can't even done with that. No. Here's another pet hate, right? The folk behind the goals, that when it's a free kick, you've got the phone out ready for taking a bloody video or a picture. Yeah. One, your phone likely is going to go away to just live in the moment yeah see that's like I, I, yeah. by trade a cameraman right I, I film and edit stuff when I'm filming things I don't take it in the same way I'm concentrating on the job of filming so you're not actually taking that moment in and you, you'll look back on it and you go oh yes I got that goal and you, be, you don't actually remember how you, that felt because you never actually truly felt it it's, it, it is, it is a, a pet hate of mine as well um. But I no, I'm fascinated. But it has shown a bit of versatility because it's it's like players are moving it. Like uh, bloody Kyogo isn't just playing one position. I think he's shown already he's played about two or three different positions. No, but he's, so there's he's, versatility in the there system. Is, the, no, there's 100% versatility within the system, and Kyogo is the, the best player to show that. But what I'm saying is the system does seem to be on a certain way and a certain um, thought process. It's to try and get attack, attack, attack. What Kyogo does is generate more space for two wingers to come in and attack at their most efficient. Was he not playing left wing though in the weekend? Was he not playing out wide because Ed Bard was playing through the middle? Yeah, so, he, he, yeah, so he could go it's... into the left wing. He'd done, he'd done that on Thursday night as well when Edward came on. He did go into the left hand side. And see, one of the best things about him is it's a kind of, the dirty, don't. Don't bite on this. I don't quote it. He's like it's a kind of messy idea. Oh, you? You're on a podcast. <laughs> the, the way the way he gets hit, the way he gets hit, and instead of like moaning about it, he gets himself back up and he just wants to keep going. Like it's good to see that. That's that's what you need the left hand side as well. Like, to be coming up against a player like Tavernier on Sunday, who is one of Rangers' better players, I think he can cope well with him there. To be fair, I think that's a, a facet and kind of most Asian footballers that you get to see at the highest level. I think Son taught them he doesn't go down and cry about anything. I think they'll just go back straight back up and you know unless they're actually injured, I don't think they stay down. I think they just carry on with the game. Um I think that can be the same news. Been, like, don't think they've been infected by that European uh, yeah. mindset yeah of rolling about the deck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so where's the key battles then on Sunday? That's probably attack against defence, both teams, do you know what I mean? Because the defences have both been a wee bit kind of creaking and, you know, Morelos has got his goal against Celtic now, he's got maybe the bit between his teeth, um, I think Roof can come into that game perhaps, uh, and then the way Celtic will be playing, you know, it would be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they come up against Kyogo, who 
does somebody man mark them? Does somebody come deep with them, or do they let that? You know, who does they, who do they just play in the kind of holding role? That, does that take on a significant part of it? So I think it's a kind of it's almost as if whose defence is going to be worse than the day is going to lose. See, for me, I think Aribo against McGregor will be good to watch, like because Aribo has been fantastic. Obviously, the series goal yesterday as well. Way took that was brilliant, but. McGregor for me playing the position he is playing in which I think we're talking about James McCarthy I think he's going to eventually take that position off him and push McGregor further forward but uh, McGregor McGregor just needs to see a reboot of the game for me because he is he's, I think he's well I think he has been Rangers best player this season so far for me anyway he's up there with that. But Josh is there a, a a thing with Rebo sometimes dipping out of games not necessarily yeah. this season, so you know. Hopefully, he's last it. last season. Last season, Scott definitely. And and the thing about Aribo, that that there's this fast. I read a fascinating piece uh, last. I think it was last season on the Athletic about uh, Aribo and Kamara and how the two of them grew up uh, in in the kind of the cage football scene in London, where where you're expected to. Um, you're expected to manipulate the ball, manipulate your body in really tight situations, um, but no, no, an attacking play and in, in, in midfield play, you know. So, so you're not you're not doing it to create chances. You're doing it to retain the ball. Um, and and I think particularly Clint Kamara is amazing at that. He's yeah. absolutely phenomenal at that. Um, but Joe Rebo shows that in flashes as well. And he, he is a bit more. He, he's very gangly. Um, you know, and because of that, he gets about the pitch really well. He's uh, definitely been our best player this season, and I'm glad that he's coming too. Because whenever he whenever he does really well, um, it always makes me think of Lee Boyer um, making that those player. comments. Yeah, it always makes me think of Lee Boyer making those comments when Aribo signed for Rangers about you know oh, why is he going up to Scotland and all this. And I just think about Lee Boyer sitting crying alone in his house. <laughs> um, I just think of it, you know, sitting there crying, looking at looking at Joe Aribo's photo, wondering how he lost them. Um, no, but Lee, honestly, mate, if, if you're listening, Lee, all the best, mate. Uh, See, the, no, the, but, one question, the one question I wish somebody would ask him is at that moment in time is so if Rangers and Celtic came calling for you, are you going to stay at Charlton? Are you going to go to Rangers and Celtic? Or, or Celtic? Are we going to Rangers and Celtic in a heartbeat? So I don't understand. I know, I know, I know. Where's Aribo's best position, though? Because that's maybe why there is that time that he's not properly. Gang's a great player as well. I think he's superb, but he gets asked something to play. Sometimes players like almost a false 10. I think there's a false 10 now because they play the two false 10 sometimes. Sometimes he plays as part of a three in midfield. Where, where's his bet? Where would you have if you're. Picking the team, where's he playing? I think his best position is a position that Rangers don't play. Um, and it is it is as a, a kind of number 10 attacking mid. I think that is good. Hadji's the same. I think Hadji started out um, at, at right kind of right wing, uh, that kind of right forward, right wing area or against Alaskair. So he was, he was poor in the first half. Mm. He swapped to a more, because we went to, down to 10, he swapped to a more central role and he became so influential um, and, and I think Joe Aribo is the same. I just think that kind of number ten area is 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 perfect for him. But Rangers don't play like that. Um, they, as you say, they do play the kind of false number ten, the, the two the two kind of 
all inside forwards um, with the wingers, wingers bombing past. Um, probably, yeah, probably one in that system, one of the number 10 kind of roles is, is probably his best position. I just think he's, he's maybe, we've got players that have got more bite and, and are better at ball retention uh, that can play midfield than Joe Aribo. So I think probably the number 10 area. Aye. So on Sunday, you would expect to see Aribo and Kent in behind Mills? Even though Kent's maybe been a bit different so far this season, but just for what he maybe did last season. I think that's that's who we will see. Um, To be honest, I don't know if Kent... It's it's hard to say with Kent, mate, because his form probably hasn't warranted a starting place, but he's just... When he's on, when he's on, he is he's so on. He is so good, and he just ghosts past players like they're not even there. Um, and the numbers, his numbers don't back up. But but it just it creates so much attacking play when he's on form. He's off form right now, but I think on his day he can. He's but on always, his day. He's, yeah, but he always seems to pick up against Celtic. There's always a side kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of those players that when the old firm comes along, you see, I, I don't know, 10% more from him. You just see that his pace has caused havoc in the past. It's always like he, he gets himself really up for that game as well. So I, I, that's why I would imagine he'll, he'll start Kent, just because he's of his game. Yeah, exactly. Over the other side then at Celtic, who does Edward start? Mate, I'm going to say the same as Josh. That's what he's just said with Kent. It doesn't matter to start. His, his form has been terrible. It looks like he's going to drop minute games, but it wouldn't surprise me if it does start to get Kyle going to the left-hand side. I, 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 for me, I, I, don't know, I hope he doesn't play. He can come on off the bench and to have somebody to make an impact like Edward could, that's, that's, that's real firepower, to be fair. But <clears throat> you'd have to look at Forrest and Abada to be playing either wing because... <clears throat> He's seen a bad game on Saturday. As I say, he's got that, he's got power and pace. And for a game like this on Sunday, it's, it's what you're going to need. You're going to need to take the pressure off the back uh, the back forward. You're going to need to get the ball down into the channels. And I can't, I can't see Edward starting, but it, would, it really wouldn't surprise me if he does. See, actually, going back to the point I was saying about Rangers usually playing two tens, did they not play two tens on Sunday because... Ralston and Taylor are playing almost as midfielders. Did they actually play with genuine width? Tits white. If you play though, if you play Kent and Aribo, then you could just move them out wide anyway. It's not a, you don't have to have them specifically as number tens. You could then expose the kind of um, space in behind where the fullbacks have left. So Aribo can play on the right. He has done in the past. And then you can just move Kent onto the kind of left side. So, but Rangers, Rangers don't have Rangers don't have a right winger, Scott. No, they you don't. Know, uh, I mean, they, that, they don't have is, a right winger. But as I said, he has persisted in playing a rebo there in the past. So as I say, it wouldn't surprise me if if he felt that it was getting too tight in that role, just just to tell rebo and Kent to to make use of the kind of space that might be getting uh, exposed at the, the, the flanks. Uh, but yeah, that. It, Rangers, a funny one with a, a squad in terms of, as you say, the Hadji is obviously a number 10 all day long, but they don't play with a, a naturalised number 10. Uh, Kevin Roof could probably play there as well, 
but the, again, you see, you've got this collection of probably really good number 10s, but you don't actually physically play with one like that, so it's, it's funny, but... Um, Scott Wright, definitely non-contention for a start. As a curveball, as a curveball, if, if, if I was a manager, I would seriously consider him playing Scott Wright because I think, aside from Aribo, he's probably been one of the best performers. Aribo and, aside from Aribo and Morelos um, and Kamara in, in the league games that he's played, um, I, I think Scott Wright's probably been one of the best performers. He's just, you know, like I was saying earlier, he just he's so quick on the turn and he, and he leaves players, you know, really, really well, and he's really good at rolling players. Um, despite his kind of small stature and, and he's, he's yeah he's settled in really well I mean I don't think he'll play um, I don't think he'll play but um, for me as a fan I'd be I'd be thinking about it Any curveballs in the Celtic team Scott? Miguel? Uh, I don't know mate it's going, it's going to be one of the games where you're going to find out as Scott says what Andy's kind of tactical means it's going to be you'll, I think you're just going to, to wait and see, to be honest, mate. Because it's, it's his first real, real test, to be fair. The, the Champions League qualifier, that was too early to really find out what kind of style he was going to play. He's had time to bed in the system he's wanting to get involved in. I, I, well, I think we'll start now. We've been starting already in Europe with Furahashi up front, McGregor in the hole, Rogic, Turnbull, maybe Christette. But I can, I can see it being a bad in for us. So you don't see I him think. just flinging in Lee Griffiths just to wind you all up now? Wind everyone up. So we should probably talk about the top of the table now, shouldn't we? Instead of that wee fat stuff. John, <laughs> see when you're talking there about uh, Scott Wright, is that like seeing like a Celtic player or Rangers player moves on to a bigger team? Is that how you're trying to find out how he's getting on now on the Rangers side, is it? I just think we're talking about maybe exploiting the fullbacks that Scott Wright's well equipped to do that. He started out wide for us. He's better as a 10, I would say, but he does have that in him. He has played there. So it could be. It could be an interesting one. Um, but I think he'll play Kent. I think he will. So, Hibs and D. Did any of you watch Hibs and D yesterday? A cracking game, okay. I thought. I've seen a good buy at the I thought the two of them played brilliant football. See, even towards the end, Dundee were trying to get trying to get the winning goal. And they were instead of just flinging the ball forward, they were they were still trying to pass it and try and find that space. It was brilliant to watch, like Hibs done the same, yeah. Murphy's chance was a shocker, but the one he hit right off the keeper, he should have buried that and made it three one to Hibs. I think it's a good result. A good result for Dundee in the, as- the aspect of, you know, they've been kind of caught out a couple of times. So against Hibs, who we were flying, you know, with their winning record and stuff like that. I, you know, they dug in and, you know, managed to keep hold of the, the draw. And Jason Cummings was always with the score, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He's dead. <laughs> you know, I, 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 at the start of the season, I thought I'd been, when Jason Cummings, Cummings is one of those guys that, I just, he's, I think he's got it in, in Scotland. I think he, he he loves the environment in Scotland and he loves the leagues and I think he can score goals. I think he'll get 15. You know, I think he'll get that kind of 15 mark this season. Um, I don't know, you know, I just don't know if he's got the mentality to go up to, to a kind of a step higher. Like, you know, he tried to make the move down south, but it didn't really work out for him. 
Um, but but just on on the game um, on the game, you know, I I, I was you know I'm the same as um, Scott McGill. I see, I've seen a fair bit of the game, um, and one of the Hibs players that's really impressed me this season is um, Kyle McGuinness, who I, I honestly I didn't really you know before I I thought ah, he's alright, but you know I didn't think he was a top class footballer this season. You know, totally been proven wrong. He's he's been arguably one of the main men um, and, and he's going totally under the radar for Hibs you know he's getting an assist or a goal every single game um, Aye, everyone's going to be in their fantasy team now but it's not yeah, under radar anymore yeah. Aye. again though I think he's been asked to play a different position for them now because he was yeah. I think when he first came in he was getting asked to play like wing back wide mid whereas he's getting play, playing a different role now um, it's just one of those play, players that the manager knows really well and I think that's the kind of how he's came under the radar a wee bit in terms of Jack Ross knew what he was obviously capable of and kind of believed in him. And that's just coming into fruition now and everybody else didn't see it. You know what, kind of, the, the cynic in me was kind of laughing at yesterday in the Hibs Dundee game. Nisbet was no well, just miraculous, miraculously no well. I don't know if there's something involved in that area. Certainly speculation. Suppose like Ange was asked... And he, he wouldn't confirm or deny, which I would say is a sign that they do want him. Because if you don't, during a pandemic, it's not really though a, a, a new thing, is it? Ah, uh, but it was just—it was the fact that they never said it was that. Just says he's unwell. It just—I don't know. It just kind of flung me off a wee bit. Yeah. Uh, I my, fantasy, my fantasy team as well, Ness, but he was my vice captain. That's not going to go down well with the hip support, though. If it's a kind of involves Lee Griffiths. That's the that's that'll be an interesting because at the moment they do not want that to happen. So it'll be interesting to see if the, the board could have listened to the fans in that way. The only team that would take that lad one's uh, Clyde. Let's take boys like that and try and transform them down know. I don't know. Again, might be cynical again. I think an early signs with Indy obviously but they have the cup they played well apart from the Celtic game. I think they've been all right. Worked all right. I think. Uh, I think again, they, they see the footballers playing. It's brilliant. It's, it's passable, movable, movable, passable. It's brilliant. They're getting into spaces and that. It's, I don't know. They do have a. They have a very good squad. Um, Dundee, a very good, you know, mid, kind of mid-table uh, Scottish Prem squad. You know, you're saying Charlie Adam. Obviously, he's the man, the main man there. But even players like. Paul McGowan, Paul McMullen, um, oh. Cummings, oh. obviously. You know they, they they do have a really good squad. The only the only you know kind of thing that's um, I I don't know, and I know he won manager of the season last year in the championship. I don't know if James McPeaks. I don't know if he's he's a top manager. I don't know if um, I, I, something about him just make just doesn't convince me. Um, but See, I, 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 I think they will stay up. I think it's it's funny you say that about McPeak. I always always look at squads, and while it's got a lot of kind of experience, and there'll be players that are probably there that keep them up. I don't see too much in the way of exciting players, like young players coming through. I don't see a lot, you know. And against Celtic, pace was a big issue, and it's almost as if McPeak's went right. Well, what kind of players similar to me in terms of you know? Been around the road a bit, that you know, they've got the experience that will kind of 
help them over the line. And that's where they, this, listen, I'm sure they would take it just now, just just to stay up, um, especially after some of the, the Celtic performance. But yeah, there's just something about Dundee, it just doesn't really excite me. There's nothing, you know, I'd like to see some more kind of something like across the road last season, then. Are you like when Tony was keying Dundee United Pell? Was it maybe it's just a case of you get promoted, you stay up, and then you try and do something a bit more? Possibly, possibly. Um, but uh, but then Hearts have actually, I think, probably performed better this season than they did last season when they were in the championship. Does it suit them better though with teams coming at them? Because that's Hearts, I would say, traditionally a bit, a bit like Rangers. They like to be the team that teams are coming at them. So maybe it suits them more. Um, perhaps, but then with teams not coming at them in the, no, I suppose in the championship, maybe maybe it's something to do with that. I think they'll just probably more aggrieved as a whole football club that they're playing in the championship and couldn't really get themselves up for it. Whereas now that they're in the, the premiership, they, they feel as though they, they want to kind of prove themselves again. Um, and I think they've got, again, decent players that are probably more... Sometimes when you go down a level, I think this is what I found um, a lot when Rangers were in the lower leagues. Players actually go to that standard rather than playing whatever standard that they were brought in at. So I think that was probably an issue with Hearts. Um, whereas I think now they're back to this standard where they, sh- they should have probably felt they were always destined for. And uh, I could totally agree with that, Scott. I went and watched. Uh, I went and watched a, a wee team called Derville. Uh, Dar, that's Darvoting on uh, Ayrshire Folk. <laughs> uh, uh, I went and watched it. I went and watched Durvin Meadow absolutely run the show against them, and it was a team full of SPFL players, uh, and they were absolute garbage. So, uh, and uh, just want just want to get that noted. I like to get the hatred of Darvoting in there. I know. Uh, to be fair, we had Matt Kenny on the podcast, pretty decent guy, but yeah, they are definitely the the team that's to be shot down because they have got a few bucks. Oh, but credit to them, they're ambitious. You know that way. You're not medal. You're not medal. Oh, no. Oh, mate. Aye, but mate, we didn't do anything, anything like what they're doing, honestly. I mean, have you seen the pitch? Their pitch is like it came for a spaceship. That's like, honestly. I know I get to say it for the Champions League. Never mind the Scottish Premiership. They've, I'm going off piste here, but they've got the same, they have got the topsoil from Ibrox. It's the changing rooms. Last season it was the changing rooms everyone was talking about because they are they are pretty much on that level. Uh, they'll be doing tours soon. They'll be doing tours down the brain. <laughs> they, they will be. You, you watch it. You've got a wee tour and you'll get the best buffet. Best buffet right. in town. Black roast up very very. Browning's pies. I had a... See, after the first lockdown, I had a wee tour of Irvine Meadow. Uh, just because I, t- I turned up and I was... Uh, I was doing a, a filming project for the supporters direct, and they couldn't be more welcome. They were they were just kind of hoping to start the season again and all the rest of it. Unfortunately, it never happened. Um, but they they were delighted just to kind of have somebody in and show them around and stuff like that. So that was my own personal. It's a, cla- it's a classic, classic club, uh, Scott. You know, run by top. <laughs> that's that. No, I was delighted. To be fair, get. You would get that anywhere you go, I reckon, in the West of Scotland League. See if you went along and went, can I get in? No, it was just that they were, was just, they were there. Oh. And I was just, you know, it's, uh, oh, I've been to a few, few of them. Come, uh, <laughs> it was good as well. What were you saying, Miguel? What were you saying, Miguel? What were you saying, Committee? No, I think Miguel was saying that I was doing something. What was I doing, Miguel? 
Like, to come out of Josh's arse. <laughs> <up in> <laughs> yeah. Come on. The lad is only on for one year. Trying try to be his best pal. Fuck me your pals here. I've always enjoyed the trip to Stirling Albion as well, Miguel, don't worry, that's fine. Talking about Irving Meadow, did anyone see the drama in France last night? Because that was a bit like Beda, Meadow. Chaos, what you that? Well, where, where do you start? Like, supposedly... Oh, it's some of the points, do you see that? The, the Marseille... I start with that, that's... That's, 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 that was brilliant. That's like... Oh, I don't that know. Was, like, uh, obviously starts that, with that, it's not even empty bottles, it's bottles of water. Like, That's right. It's like everyone was, uh, warm, I suppose. <laughs> John, that, that I, was, he's thinking about it, Indy. <laughs> he has a moment to think about it and he goes, this is the wrong thing, and then he just goes, fuck yeah. Don't he? Can I ask, can I ask you, what one of you wouldn't have done that, by the way? Because I know for a fact, if somebody flung oh, yeah. something to me, I'd have forced it back at them. Like, and who, what, and out of the fans, who doesn't? Then just go right. Okay, well that's fair enough. We did it to to the, to the player. You know why you think? Oh no, why are you doing that to us? Because you just done it to him. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Uh, it was. It wasn't very nice behaviour. <laughs> oh, is that your nice niece? Yeah. Oh no, that's too you for today. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, and then there was an Abby that we obviously don't like to see. Um, aye, was it some? Is the is the argent? Did he, I think, is it some Paolo? Some Paolo. Is he notorious some... for that type of thing that he, he, he really mess him. He looked like, looked like, he looks like a bouncer you'd get in one of your nightclubs. If he says you're no getting in, aye, I'll see you later. Aye, you're no arguing. And he just, Listen, he comes from nowhere to hit that fan. It, it was, I don't know, was it him? I, I, I didn't know. Well, if it was, I know I he was bald. I, I just seen a bald. I just seen a bald guy. I thought it was looking at myself. But yeah, he's cracked it, but absolute. That, that boy's staying down for that one. But, uh, but the fact he was willing to fight the whole Nice team and management team and everything. And else, the fans. Just... And the fans. He was like, come on. He was going after everybody. You can take um, the boy of Argentina, eh? Oh, Supposedly, was... I think Marseille are getting not Nice are getting the points. Like, right. surely Marseille, it's fair enough that they don't go back on that pitch. I think, I know Pai does do that, but... Right, well, wait, wait there. If, if, I'm I'm going, if I'm going back in time again, then I don't mind Marseille getting no points, right, because of what they did to Rangers. So, let's be that Rangers one out there. Though. I thought you were I, I'm not, fan, I, was, I was a Rangers fan then. I was a kid. I absolutely killed my, my passion for that season because they were paying mink coats out to referees and all the rest of it. So, Marseille go get a fuck to themselves. Let's not uh, talk about monetary discrepancies uh, <laughs> in football. Eh? Let's keep that down to the DL. And at that time, there was no uh, nothing going on with Rangers at that point in time when I was supporting them. But the second thing is, if that happened in Scotland, what? I mean, that would have been Nicola Sturgeon would have been holding some sort of war cabinet. What, what, what that, do you that, think? That's, what's, that's... what's the Scottish equivalent of that then? Marseille and Nice. Hibs and Rangers. Hibs and Rangers, but that was was more than that, wasn't it? Did you see, though, at one point, I'm no laughing at this, right, but when all that was going on, there was a wee guy running about the centre circle, like, clearly a fan that's just ran on just to be a wee (laughs) Perry Hill, a wee do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, it wasn't interested in fighting or anything. He was just, aye, let's just, may as well. No, but John, there was an amazing uh, like because uh, uh, I've seen that guy in the in the clip, right? And there was an amazing moment that in the Malay 
of everybody, you know, fighting with each other and all that. He actually missed it. That two of the, there was only two stewards who went after that guy, and one of them absolutely decked it right in his ass, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where you know what, where a streaker normally comes on the on the in the park, and and you know the crowd is going oh, and they'll try to lunge for them and they'll miss, and the crowd will go hey. It was one of those moments, and I'm gutted that um, that it was kind of hidden amongst the, the melee of all the supporters boxing with each other. I heard it in American commentary as well, and that was, you know, I thought it was a boxing match. It was like, what's going on here? Just the commentary was totally different in terms of what you're saying. But yeah, uh, we should probably get back to the Scottish football, eh, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> hey, well, it was topical, wasn't it? It's top- we like to be topical, don't we? Football current affairs. Um, Hearts, aye, Hearts Aberdeen. Both basically can't reach each other out, to be fair. Hearts better the first half, Aberdeen better the second half. I think both teams would be pretty happy with a point. But well, they had a wee bit of a rammy as well at the end. Scott Brown and Robbie Nielsen. <sighs> That's what not rammy. Yeah, you call it that rammy? Well, not compared but, to France, but as we've said, it was, a, it was an equivalent of the weekend. They were handbags. Just, uh, it wasn't even handbags. That's, I think even Nielsen said himself after the match, we like, I'm a winner, Scott Brown's a winner. We both get a wee bit, a few words. Is, is Robbie Nielsen a winner? Well, we'll see you at the next game, probably something along those lines. Or maybe, maybe ask him what he was having for dinner. And they said, I'm having pizza and I'm eating the crust first. Yeah, well, it was maybe asking, scrap. It was maybe asking what his favourite pie was, John. It maybe was. Maybe yeah. it was said macaroni. <laughs> or it was maybe asking him what he... What he shaves his body with, it was like manscaped or something like that. Oh, balls. Mm. What a load of balls. But Scott Brown definitely would use the manscaped. We, we spoke before about who would be the European champion, Ronaldo. I reckon Scott Brown might be the manscaped man for Scotland. That, I, I, that should be Robbie Nielsen, mate, to be fair there. The two of them there. You think he'll be Robbie Nielsen? Ah, listen, just because he's got long, luscious locks at the top doesn't mean that he keeps it all. <laughs> the same than there, you know what I mean? He's definitely oh. he's got the heart of my so audience. What about Alan McGregor? Surely he's he's up there for some contention. He's think so. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's well. I'm sure he's well, well kept in there. Well groomed. What about right. yourself? Like you're obviously sitting in your pants, get a wee bit of air because <laughs> you've used you've used the lawnmower for recently. How was it for you? Ah, uh, that was great. Uh, Any anyway, week you said a, a natural one, so I can. I can actually use one. Yeah. Is that is that the one with the LED light in it, Scott? It's like, sh- like the park headlight. It's like the Champions League nights. Aye, but the, the, the light on the manscapes used more often. Oh, uh, we play every midweek, son. Users just want to know what midweek game is these days. Yeah, you've not seen how much my bush grows in a few days. <laughs> I'm like the opposite of Robbie Nielsen. There's not a lot of people. <laughs> um, so if you want to get your hands on the one more 4.0 or any of the other products, ball deodorant, weed work or whatever, 20% free shipping at uk.manscop.com. Weed worker. What's a weed worker? It's not something that you bought when you were younger in Rutherglen. It's for your nose. Right. Um, so the code is SFF podcast, all capital letters, get involved. So it's for um, your nose, but not something I've got rather than. I don't know. 
It's a family show, man. It was a family show in season one. It's long since been a family show. <laughs> or if it is a family, it's a dysfunctional family show. Um, so I And then on the back of that as well, remember, you can get your discount at Supernova Terraceware, £3 off any custom T-shirts, um, with the code again, SFF Podcast. So whatever club colours you want or anything, or if you like your trainers, you want to match up with your trainers, get involved there. Good guys. So, aye. Um, other games, St. Johnson, Dundee United wasn't really up to that much, was it? Peter Pollitt, rolling back the years with a wee nice goal, but... And then getting set off. Yeah, I think that was a second yellow then, Jake. There was contact there. I don't think it was a first yellow, because the celebration, I would agree with Tam Like You've got to be able to celebrate a goal. I don't, it wasn't like he was right in at the fans, was he? Well, even, well, if he even if he was, even if he was, like... Yeah, it, it is nah. funny that we heard all this last year about, oh, it's all about the fans when they were talking about the European Super League and all the rest of it. And then somebody just looks at a fan when he scores a goal and gets himself a yellow card, whatever. You know, I, I, I've always kind of hated that that, that uh, law. Um, so be different, be different if he jumped in to the fans. That incites hatred, but no jumping at your own fans. But even with the second one, I'm not sure that was a, a yellow card either because it's hard to tell. And I'm not saying it's a free kick, but it's hard to tell if there's any sort of contact that then he might be able to you know, go down from that, especially if it's just kind of a, a, a nick. So I, 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 I'm always wary of those ones because, you know, you, you play for, you play football yourself. You, you're playing fives and sevens and all the rest of it. You get this like, innocuous tackle that you mean, somebody's blown on you and you, you fall down, you know what I mean? It's... Pollitt's getting on a bit, so maybe it's just a case of that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was a, a bit of a harsh sending off. It's probably one of those he wouldn't have got. Say, he wouldn't have got the second booking if it wasn't for the first. That's daft. You know what I mean? It's fucking obvious, isn't it? If he's, no, if, he's, if, he's, if he's not been booked, I don't know. Oh, you fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. Can I ask you something, guys? Um, it just you know you're just saying about St Johnson there, John. Um, you no, know, apart, apart from your own team, if you were able to commission, um, you probably had this one asked already in the podcast. But if you were able to commission a kind of um, all or nothing documentary about one team in Scottish football, who would it be? And the reason I'm asking that is because mine would definitely be St Johnson. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just think. I wonder what Callum Davidson he comes across so calm and such a kind of not shy but a kind of introverted guy, and I just wonder what he does that, that makes these players play at such a high level. I think he's one of those guys that he's just good at everything, so he probably expects the same from his players as what he has himself. Well, well, he, well, he holds the. Did he not set the new course record at Dunblane Golf Club like a month ago? Yes, he which, shot a sixty-two, which is, which is astonishing. Golf is amazing. Yes, um, I Sean no. would be good on that all or nothing. Wouldn't he? I'd like to see more, any more interview. He doesn't like getting interviewed, right? But see when he does get interviewed, he's brilliant. He's just like one of the guys that you would chat to. And doesn't matter what level he's playing at. That's where he chats, and and that's it. No, the one thing that Callum Davis would be good at though. That's the boxing. Remember Dennis Wise knocked him out? Fucking hell, sir. Back that time machine again, eh? 
Yeah, I bet you Dennis Wise retired before you were born, Michael. So I said, you better, you better, <laughs> you better tell folk who Dennis Wise is. They used to take the football next. Dennis hey, Wise. Don't, don't you be winking at me, sir? I seen that hand gesture. What was that winking? Dennis Wise was the, the wee guy that was in I'm a celebrity for folk that don't know. He played football yeah, as well. Man. He played football. <laughs> That's a big well known. <laughs> Uh, all or nothing. I would have one with the SPFL just following Doncaster around. That'd be oh, that'd be a good documentary. Change your mind, sir. Change your mind, sir. Who would watch that? Who would watch that? Oh, everybody just to see how he's still on a job. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Uh, compliance officer for me, like. Today he has watched the the one the BBC did in Hearts. It was actually alright. I thought wasn't. No, I never actually saw. I never saw any. Uh, I saw. Getting talked about beforehand, but never actually saw the finished product. I, I actually quite enjoyed it. it. Um, but I hopefully they would maybe do a wee Scottish team. Or any I, Scot- I, I offered get involved. I offered two clubs the chance of doing it before it was a, a actual thing. And uh, name the ball this, pre, this was pre COVID, like it was Morton and Hibs. Uh, wrote out Thibbies and everything, and uh, and now everybody's on, on the bandwagon. So, yeah, a few years ago. Both of them. Bet you would be delighted with that content these days. But mine was always mine was always based on a week, a week in. So I would do I would film all the stuff this week. It'll be out next week, so it'd be really quite quick and on their own media, uh, rather than obviously Netflix or anything because I've no got that contact. But uh, yeah, it's Scottish football again. I've been a bit slow to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. I don't know if Scottish football sometimes is so interesting, and other times it's absolutely nothing to happen. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Well, you're talking about stuff happening in Scottish football. What about that yesterday? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe elaborate. Just don't, what about that yesterday? You need to elaborate. Elaborate like Ranger's statement. Aye, well, aye, like Ranger's statement. It was like so, so broad and covered all, all grounds there. Like they came out with on, I think. I felt they could have done a lot more in the statement about the racist incident on the supporters' bus. And I, I actually like Josh is here now. Josh, some of Josh's comments on Twitter were brilliant as well. It's no, it's no, well, there's an account, Max of Strangers, I think the guy's brilliant as well. He, 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 uh, he summed it up well by saying, it's not a Celtic Rangers thing, it's decent humans against folk that are absolutely pff, terrible in society. Yeah. I think that, that go around the actual Rangers statement, the punishments that they dished out were right. But to not acknowledge why they were getting punished and to not... I, I, I've always thought as well that they should have used the statement as a... If you get caught doing that on, you know, or during a game uh, coming up, obviously, uh, this weekend, then that's your band as well. You, you know, that is... You know, it, it just reinforced the point. Um, but, you know, uh, the statement was... Another thing that I kind of found a wee bit strange was everything seemed to hit the press, the main, mainstream media first, and that's very different from how Rangers have been playing for the last year. Um, so the, the investigation, they never mentioned it on social media and stuff like that, so it all came through the mainstream media first. 
And again, I thought that that was a very strange move considering how Rangers have probably tried to move away from the mainstream media. I, there's, there's, there's a lot, obviously there's a lot of issues. It's, it's, a, really, it's a really tough topic because it, these things often get mired, totally mired down in what about it. Um, and it is one of one of the worst because it's one of the most irritating parts parts of when these incidents happen is that you go through Twitter and, and Facebook and and all you see is you know guys idiots like pointing out you know people bringing up Mark Walters from thirty years ago. I mean, obviously that was terrible, but you know you've got to put it into context of now. And and there is a problem with. With the way that certain certain morons view view racism, um, and in that, that they, there is an element of fans that that see racism against black players as oh that's shocking we, we can't can't ever do that we can't we can't use use that but then they they, they use racism against somebody like Furuhashi who, who's Asian and they do the oh the slanty eye kind of shite and all that um, and and somehow that that's you know, it's it's almost as if there's different levels to racism, but there actually really isn't. And I was glad that the club were, were quite quick. I agree with, with you, Miguel, that, that they could have went a lot further. They could have specified, you know, why they were banned and, and what it was all about and, and you know, showing some sort of solidarity with Furuhashi. But um, I was glad that the, the, the supporters um, group was, was banned as well because everybody on the bus was complicit, whether it was four or five guys who are 25 they were all complicit because nobody was challenging it and nobody was saying, and it doesn't, you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to know everything about racism, but all you have to do is turn around and say, oh, fucking wrap that. So see the, see the video, was that live on a, a stream or something? Is that how it got picked up? Or no, Snapchat, Snapchat. Story. Snapchat story. So that's what it was. It wasn't as if somebody was, you know, saying this is happening on a bus, this is disgraceful. Mm-hmm. It was just because somebody was actually thinking this is brilliant. Nah, it's crazy. The, the worrying thing is, like you touched on that about what like racism, no matter what, is terrible. There's a worrying trend though, just now when Poker been saying it, that against um, Asians now, that's the new target, and it's partly been due to the whole COVID situation, which is ridiculous. Racism, ridiculous, whatever. But to then single out folk. Why? I don't. I don't. I never ever comprehend me at all. all why someone would um, choose to abuse someone for the way they look, for being different, I don't get it but at all. Is, I never, I probably never will, but I don't have that mindset, whereas there's people that have a mindset that don't see anything wrong with it. But as, as Josh said, it, especially certain parts of Western Scotland, there is still that if they're going for a takeaway, it's going to be something that I won't repeat. Or if they're going to the local shop, it's going to be something again. I won't repeat. Where I, and it seems to be as if uh, that's fine, and we're not making fun of them, we're not being derogatory. Right? No, you don't make that decision. That you are being derogatory. You are, you know, poking some sort of thing into their culture that shouldn't be there. Um, and you wouldn't get the same these days with you know people with black people. It is kind of, I would say with black people, it does seem to be more kind of hatred that builds up from something, an incident maybe sparking it or um, alcohol or something. Whereas the Asian hatred, or the, not the hatred, um, although it is hatred, but probably more the kind of 
racism stuff is more kind of just common use and it, it, it so they think it, it's okay to then do this that and the next thing. um and it needs to be um stamped out right away um and it has to be because that's there's no room in Scottish football for that kind of nonsense. The, 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 the thing that really, another aspect that really pissed, pisses me off about it, Scott, is that, is that proportionately Scotland actually doesn't have that, that big uh, a kind of African heritage community. We have a huge Asian community, uh, kind of, you know, Eastern Asian, you know, Chinese, Japanese, all, all that kind of heritage, Filipino, all that. Um, and, and, we have such a huge, so there, must, there is thousands and thousands of Asian Heritage Rangers fans, you know, and it, it just, it, it boggles my mind. One of our, on my own podcast, um, one of our, uh, one of our guys um, is uh, head of a, of a prominent uh, anti-racism charity in Scottish football. Um, and whenever this happens, his whole, you know, his whole days just get derailed because he needs to go and do loads of different things. But, but what what one of the things that they try to do is is rather than look at it from well well what will we achieve? Obviously, we'll issue statements condemning and all this, but what can we practically achieve to to change this in the long term? And what they so what their primary goal is to go into schools um, and and do it from a, you know educate kids from a, a very very young age because that's the only way over the long term that you change a culture. Um, and it's the same with. Anti-Catholic racism, um, you know, um, any form of, of of bigotry, it only starts from the you know you only change it from the ground up. Because the because people aren't born to just be hatred of anybody else of any other you know color, creed, whatever, sex, whatever. And so it, that idea forms from somewhere, and if it does kind of spout out, because. You know, I'll go back in time again, Scott McGill, and I'll take it back to when I was racist towards one of my brother's friends, and he was uh, of African descent, and I was must have been about six or seven, and I'd never met a boy like that before. And I said something that I shouldn't have, and it was Howard home. My, my brother was absolutely shocked, went round downstairs, told my mum, my mum shouted me downstairs, and absolutely, you know, you know she explained why it was wrong. She said, you've hurt that boy's feelings. There's nothing, there's no difference between you, this, that, and the next thing. And that's where it comes from. There's no ed- education for some of these kids. And then it grow, they grow up and they, they become part of this culture and they go into football stadiums and there'll be people that have got the same experiences they have and they've not been taught the same way as well. And it's, uh, But it 100% has to be educated um, and in schools from you know the get-go. It needs to be education for the household as well, as you're saying, mate. Because that's, <clears throat> that's, that's the major part of you growing up. How you learn your mindset. And I feel as if, I actually feel as if I'm taking quite personal for the fact that if anybody looking in for anywhere else in the world, it, was a, it happened in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? And I feel quite embarrassed for the country itself that that's happened. And it makes us look bad. It does make us look bad. You see, country very, you see country very specifically, like a real kind of emphasis on the, the cunt bit. You were just wanting to get that in the podcast. The thing is, um, we pride, I think we pride ourselves as a nation of being a welcoming country. It is so culturally diverse. So like for 
the minority, and it doesn't matter whether it's a minority or whatever, it's still happening. It just, it's just, it's embarrassing for the Scots as the whole country. One, one thing that sticks in my head, and it was a slogan that went about, I think it was maybe the late 90s, early 2000s, was one Scotland, many cultures. And I feel as if that is what the majority of Scottish people had to live by, as the fact that there is so many different cultures in this great country, and it is so diverse. And we're actually we are brilliant. We are brilliant. We are a brilliant nation for including people. And then stuff like that just kicks us back down. And I, I hate seeing it. Eh? I really hate seeing it. Especially as Big Ange made the point of view, if there's any one thing that breaks down cultures and barriers, it is football. Well, it should be. But mm-hmm. we have this discussion. We, fed up. we shouldn't have this discussion. It shouldn't be happening. Um, Scott, uh, Miguel, would you, I put this, I know I put this on Twitter earlier on, would you like to see at the Old Firm on Sunday some sort of show of solidarity in the same way that that Brown did with Kamara last season, Um, you know, in terms of like with James Tavernier and, you know, what what, what do you think of that notion? Do you you think that's a bit of a a hollow gesture? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see it in fact in the case of being made to do it, if you know what I mean. I would rather it comes off either the player's own back mm-hmm. if he's comfortable doing it or the club. If the club want to do something, it needs to come through that. It can't be a forced, a forced gesture. And then it does look... Again, again, if we go back to the statement, it didn't really... The punishment was brilliant. That is what should have happened. But it didn't really own up to what actually happened. So I don't know if that will just be hidden and there will be nothing. But again... I think I think the likes of Tavernier as the Rangers captain probably will do something. I think he will show solidarity because he's the other thing I'm speaking, he is a genuinely he's a nice guy. Do you know what I mean? He comes across brilliant. And I I think I think I think he will he will show solidarity. But I think I yeah, think he can I, be forced. I don't think I don't think necessarily come for Rangers. Uh, but I think if something were to happen, I think if Tavernier or Goldson seems to be quite big in these sort of things as well. If they one of them was to go over and give him a hug or a, you know whatever, it's, I don't think it'd be a whole gesture because its fans are there, and I don't think for one second that the Brown one was hollow either because fans weren't there. Yeah, I thought that was a great gesture, but I think you know the, because the fans are there, it would actually be significantly up the kind of it would move it against you know Rangers just doing it because Celtic did it it would be more a case of well actually no we know it might go against some of our fans or they might not like it but we're going to do it anyway and I think that would be that's why it wouldn't be a whole gesture if, they, if something were to happen So in terms of the Scott Brown one as well mate <clears throat> the fact that there was nobody in the stadium as you're saying but that was on everybody's TV screen Yeah, everybody was tuning in seeing that, so it, that, came that off, was, it came off as a natural kind of as if Scott Brown just decided to do that upon himself, it, it did. It did come across as something that just not a spur of the moment. But I think he probably thought about it. But he wanted to do that, and he should say it was then caught, and that was the kind of best kind of image from that day. Maybe not for for certain fans. Maybe it was a, another kind of few moments, but uh, certainly for the whole Scottish football, I thought that was the best moment. Again, I think Josh will agree with me here, but in terms of Josh's team. I want to get. I want to see them every single week. I want to see them every week. But there's no, there's no real, there's a hatred in football terms. But there's no other hate. There's no other hatred. For me, I've got friends that are 
Rangers fans, friends that are different cultures and everything like that. There's no... You, you didn't grow to hate people like that. You grow to hate football teams because you're winning trophies and you won it. But that's a different thing. You take that away from that, it's a different context altogether. I just think it's... I think the players themselves, the players, the players will show solidarity, I think, but... Miguel, I don't want to spoil it for you, but Josh just hates you full stop because you're <laughs> that's not a two-way street. It's because I'm uh, a bit That's a joke, that's a joke. I totally, I totally agree, mate. Yeah, completely agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope there is some sort of gesture. And do you know, actually, I would like, I know we're talking about Tavernier, but I would like some sort of gesture from the club, you know, um, because the club for years have been terrible at this I've been terrible 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 at actively going out and trying to um, tackle the, the issues that, that Rangers have with racism um, you know and, and they do have issues with racism huge issues anti-Catholic racism every single week everywhere all across the country um, and, and they've been terrible at attacking it you know it, it really getting to the root cause of it and then kicking it out of the club um, so I would like something from the club but I don't see it coming, um, so maybe maybe a small gesture, you know. This is this is why I can't understand for the life of me the Rangers board and the, the mentality. This is a free goal for them. This is for them an easy <laughs> yeah. one because it exactly. isn't anything to do with religion. So they can come out and really put a, a yardstick for how they, they're going to perform from now on and say, "Listen, this is not acceptable." We're now going to stand up and say that. Anything that this happens, this is not acceptable, and we're not going to wait for UEFA or you know the SPFL. We don't really see anything anyway, or the media to hound us about it. We are going to make a big comment about it just now. And by the way, it also means we don't like the, the anti-Catholic stuff as well. We don't like any of that to be associated with our club. But it's an absolute free goal for them to do it with the the, the Kyogo stuff because of what's just happened to Glenn Kamara. And how everybody responded to that in Scottish football. So let's just say, listen, we're with you. We're, we support Kyogo in this instance because we're all the same and it's nothing to do with football colours. Exactly. I think we'll leave it on that positive point just now. And um, I suppose the most important thing as well is hopefully Fury Ashley's all right. He's not affected by what's been said and everything like that because he is new to the country, as Big Ange pointed out earlier, and we are a welcoming country. So, um, yeah, that's what we'll say. Scotland squad is getting announced tomorrow. Off the back of the Euros, obviously. Do we think we'll see many changes or will it just be a case of much the same again? Is there any possible contenders that weren't there? Well, you mentioned, uh, mentioned earlier Rooney at St Johnston. And I think O'Donnell's not really started the season too brightly. Patterson, although I think because he's out there, the twenty ones probably will get uh, in the squad. Um, so I, I would still have Rooney in about there as a as a possible, and then the goalkeeping situation, Sander Clark perhaps or um, Liam Kelly. Liam Kelly, because uh, Marshall's not playing for Derby, is he still? Is he still third good choice? choice um, so McLaughlin's what second choice at Rangers. So I think. The, It'll be interesting. I think he probably will stick with Marshall because Clark's, I think, quite um, quite the kind of if somebody's done something from the past, um, that's why Taylor seems to get in every squad, uh, although he probably deserves it now. 
So yeah, so I, I, would, I think there could be one or two new kind of faces or faces that haven't been in too too many times, but most of it will be kind of familiar to us. Don't sit on a possible wild card. Not too early. We haven't just been back from injury. Uh, I'd say so. He's played. He does play well with Hearts. He played well against us as well. At the start the start of the season, he was probably Hearts' best player on the day. I felt. But uh, I could see Gallagher dropping with it, John, to be honest. Possibly. It's a lot of great starts for yourselves, yeah. That is a possibility. I think uh, with John Stewart, I suppose so far we're kind of maybe missing that person at the right centre-back that can play the ball at defence. Henry's been tried. I think the jury's still out. I think it'd probably still have him in the squad. But Stewart is certainly an ideal candidate for that type of position. So if we want McTominay again in the midfield, which I still think we would be much better, um with that situation, much as we've got competition in there, I think Suter could be the one that maybe might sneak in. I've not seen anything this tonight because usually you get a wee bit of speculation about who's who's going to be in it, but um, yeah, he'd be the one for me, I think. And there's a few, yeah, I think there's a few um, that I, I'm not too sure about who, who could be coming up, but there's, there's certainly a couple that I think could be going out. Um, you know, Gallagher was the one I was thinking of as well. Um, yeah, just uh, I don't think um, I don't think he's had too too strong a season. Um, yeah, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard to say. People, people, people have been talking about uh, Tony Ralston. For me, I just don't know if he's. I just don't know if he's. he's you know, he, that spell at Dundee United and and uh, St Johnson were, were uninspiring. Um, so, I, but I would like Sean Rooney. Jason Kerr is another one um, that I think has been. You know, just on the precipice. And if you're talking about, you know, you're talking there, John, about um, wanting to get McTomney into midfield. Well, there's Jason Kerr's a ball playing centre back, and and he, and he could do that role. But yeah. it's it is a bit of a you know there is a bit of an old firm bias, and there always will be, I think. And I think it's going to be hard for a St. Johnson player to get into the Scotland squad. He has shown though he will call up players from the so-called smaller mm-hmm. clubs, but mm-hmm. the fact that I think Jason Kerr has been overlooked for so long, really? I think Suter is someone that I think the only thing that may give been in and around the squad before as well. The only thing that may give the St Georgia players a, a nod this time though is their performances in Europe away from home. That could, you know, if I, if I was a Scotland manager, I'd be like, well, they can dig in and they can get some results and can perform on on the given night. So. Um, it's just I think we'll get much of the same as we've had from Steve Clark for, for a while um, but it's, uh... I could put my house on Stephen O'Donnell being that squad honestly God Clark does the I think that's Clark's Clark's is that I'm telling you Clark is that <laughs> so get your get the double the double is on Angel Celtic now now and Stephen O'Donnell will be in the Scotland scored. <laughs> it'll be it'll be it now that I've said that now. <laughs> Parson's an interesting one because obviously Parson, we do know he's got potential and everything like that, but he's only featured in one cup game this year. I liked um I like I did on honestly I really liked I don't know if you've seen but but I liked Gerard's reaction to the he got asked about uh, this you know potential but I can't remember what English club it was, Dunkley FC or something. Everton. Um yeah, but um <laughs> Uh, this this potential bid of five million for him, and and he, and he turned around and, and, and said something to the extent of, 
Like, is, is that a joke, eh? Right, okay, next. Do you know, and, and I, I like that kind of, you know, do you know, turning and saying, actually, you're not coming here to, to get our best young players and, and offer us a pittance. Because um, I think Nathan, Nathan Patterson will be a Scotland right back. There's, there's no doubt about it. He just, look, he's got that, I'm not saying he's going to go as high as Tierney, but he's got that Tierney vibe about him, you know, in a sense of, He's, he's so young and the potential for him just looks so huge. I've never seen enough of him yet, mate, but for my pals that are Rangers fans, they rave about him all the time, yeah. They say he's probably going forward as well with the ball. And I think that's what we're going to need in international football now as well, yeah. And do you know that, you know that kind of that, that kind of attitude that, that, T, that Tierney personifies, you know, that kind of Gallus, Scottish you know, just grit and, and will to win. I just see that in Patterson as well. And I see that that lack of fear, you know. Um, that was to, to, totally evident. I can't remember who it was. It might, might have been Benfica last season where he came on after the kind of COVID issue um, and he come off the bench and he scored within 10 seconds of the game. Do you know what I mean? And it was just that total fearless, um, you know, attitude to run into the box and score a goal. Um yeah, he's uh, he he's a big one, and it's. Oh, I mean, what what a what a way to be um, that we're finally talking about having a right back and no left back. Mahmoud's <laughs> point on you go, Scott. Well, I think that the only thing is I'm still waiting to see because it was Gary McAllister said at the end of last season that there's a a thing between Tierney, uh, sorry, Tavernier and. Patterson and how he could play both the Rangers can play both of them and we still haven't really seen how that's going to work out mm. Aye From our Is point it, of view Aberdeen I'd like to see I wouldn't say Kevin Ramsey just now but he's certainly got similar type of potential I think to Patterson yeah. and it's not been biased generally every game he's played so far he's equipped himself really well um, a bit like Patterson he's confident going forward modern fullback bit of presence about him as well Um I don't I've think Clark will call him up yet. I think it, this is one that's... If he was a Rangers... Scott Gable said Harrison Ashby, who's the boy at West Ham under 23s, is the first choice right back there. And they can play with under 19s, Kevin Ramsey. They've not got a game until November. So they could quite easily be in the squad anyway. It doesn't matter. Even just get him along for the experience if he's not going to play. Unless he's the absolute wild card from Steve Clark and Calvin Ramsey will be in the squad. I don't think he will, but I definitely think he looks equipped um, for it. So we'll see him at some point. Hickey's another one that gets talked about. He started for Bologna. He can play both sides if necessary. Don't know. He had a bit of injuries as well last season, but he could be another possibility. Um, do you know what, John? I can't wait to see Billy Gilmore on this side. That's actually getting a run out. Yeah, because... I've seen a couple of wee... Scott, Scott. Scott's still sitting in his pants here. Scott's still sitting in his pants here. Calm down with Tottenham and Billy Gilder. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Is, it, is that what that was? I thought he was pitching a tent there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen it. Is that what? Is that the LED lights from the lawnmower, mate? Just this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've... I've seen wee clips of him just playing like superb passes on Twitter and that. I've never seen much highlights for them yet. I just can't wait to see him again, eh? Because he was brilliant against England and it was just a total Scottish 
Scottish football way that ended up our best player of the night. Couldn't they then play in the next game in the tournament? I just can't wait to see them in these three games coming up. And the midfield worked so well in that England game. Not just Gilman was so good. McGregor had a really good performance after like a lot of criticism. And we would hand us, hold our hands up ourselves at the podcast and say we did criticise him a bit. Um, McGinn obviously still continually such great performance with Aston Villa. And then we could have McDonnelly back in that mix if we have that other centre-back. So it's promising that we are excited. Maybe we're not going to qualify for the World <coughs> Cup. I don't know. I think we might have had too slow a start. But if you look at the potential of this team, it could be, could be together for the next, I don't know, six to eight years. Six to eight? That's a long time. Craig Brown's coming back as manager. I <laughs> like Craig. I like Craig. See, we added bonus to that is apparently the big striker for Austria. He's out of their game against us, which yeah. he, he terrorised us. Like it was yeah. an absolute unit. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, I'm glad to see that. Like, I'm glad that she was really good against us. That's it. So right, we'll talk about it more next week. Next uh, week we've actually got Adam from Old Firm Facts on the podcast. Are we? Return fixture, seeing as Erin was on theirs. So that'll be good. Um, and it'll be a proper build up because we've obviously got a triple header. The you mentioned Glasgow City in the Champions League. They've got through to the second round of qualifying, which is now a knockout after a Wii U. Well, I suppose it kind of was a knockout, but kind of weird setup that they had. So they've got Servette, who also reached the last 32 last year. So tough tie for them. Celtic. Do you see a Celtic's goal in the Champions League? The yeah. free kick? Yeah. <laughs> Where are we putting the blame there? Keeper? Or just just one of the flip goals that just... One of the it's, a, it's a hard one because you don't want to say goalkeeper because a lot of the women's games, you know, I think people are always kind of thinking on the goalkeeper, but any goalkeeper should really be getting beaten from that kind of area. So you always have to be looking at the goalkeeper in that kind of instant. Um. So obviously we watched Glasgow City best looking at the ties are 30th of August and 7th of September, I think it is, the home and away tie. So but that's a tough tie, but one definitely they'll feel confident with. Good goal from their point of view in the final. Well, not the final, the final of the first round. Said the semi in the final from is it Priscilla Chinchilla. You see the goal? No? Anyone? No. Basically, ball launch forward. She put pressure on the defender, robbed the defender the goal. Slide home nicely, so she's been good signing for them, uh, doing well. And on the subject to that, good John, though I'll call him by bad John now, isn't he? Because he was the, that podcast in the season, he was swearing and all sorts, he was winding everyone up. He did a podcast, went out this morning, an SWPL1 special where Grant Scott, Zoe Ness, Emma Hunter, and Julian Ingle. So it's well worth a listen if you've not listened to it already. And Monday morning. Monday morning, I, I don't know why, it's, folk, I, always, Scott, fuck off. It's <laughs> 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 getting, it's, this, is a, this has been a long podcast, right? I've got everything I need to try and mention here in Europe. Yeah, it, it was Monday morning when we started this podcast. Aye, it's Wednesday night now. Oh, there the... you go, back in time again, eh? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. Uh, but Monday yeah, there's another podcast getting recorded this week, which I believe will be out on Thursday. It's a women's fan special. And it is going to feature Katie Robertson, who's a fan, 
are the other two who are had it earlier. Oh, so Natasha Rico from a Celtic State of Mind and Stephanie Dawson, Princess Manager at Falkirk Foundation. Thanks to Miguel. Erin, I believe, is hosting with Good John, Bad John's assistants. Oh, so John, that famous Celtic, yeah, that famous woman supporter. Equality. It can be a woman special without it all being women, can't it? So, I look out for that anyway. Um, I and I need to apologise because we did the lower league predictions last week. All very good. Mm. Somebody forgot to tweet them. Mm. It was maybe me, but I, I'm tweeting everything. So, I'll try and remember this week to get them out. I've set a reminder, weekly reminder, get them out. Josh... Is that you John. doing another advert for Manscaped, getting them out? Yeah, it's nobody sitting in my pants. <laughs> you put them back in, son. So, Josh, you have the honour of representing the podcast last week, OK? I'll try so, We pick a game for the Championship, League One, League Two. Scott, do you want to pick the game for the Championship? Not really, because I've not got anything near me. No, right, OK, I'll go with the Championship. You can do League One, that'll give you time. So... Championship, I think let's go for Air versus Wraith, and hopefully the lights are all right at Somerset Park. Wait, you, you want a score? A score, aye. Air versus Wraith. Um, I've got a bit, of a, soft, a bit of a soft spot for Air. Uh, obviously, being fair, sure, one of my best mates is, a, is an Air diehard. Um, I did, I have been air games a number of times, so I've got a bit of a soft spot for them, but I just, something's no clicking there at the moment. <laughs> um, something really is not clicking. Um, and I don't know if it's, it's it's strange, you know, because they've got a good, good management team um, and they've made some good signings, but I'm going to go, Wraith have been, nah, Aberdeen was always big, so I'll go, I'll go Wraith, 2-0. Right, okay. 0-2 if it's... 0-2, I, I like that. That's a, a type of thing as well. I like to be the home team nil, I away team 2. Scott, which your game you're picking from League 1? We'll go with Airdrie and Aloe Athletic. Um, Airdrie... Neither, to be fair, neither team started the season fantastically well. Um, I think... Did they three have a? I think I had a. Did they win against Peterhead the other week? I think. Uh, I think I had it in a coupon. Um, I'd like to. Yeah, I've, I've got. I hate Elwes pitch. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Probably just through bad experience with Rangers over the years. Um, so for that reason, I am probably going to say Airdrie, and I think Airdrie being home team. I know their p- pitches are strong and all, but um, I'll say Airdrie. Can't believe you went against Barry Ferguson. Oh. I know, I know, I know. I, I, um, three two. Three two. Oh, classic, classic. Goals. Miguel, what's your uh, game you're picking from League Two for him to go for? This will be a, this will be a belter. Cowden Cal- Beath versus Annan Athletic. Don't know how you'll pick between that. <laughs> Cowden and Annan. Um, Cowden Beath are. Terrible, 
Um, well, I think, well, I mean, they've been in free fall for years, haven't they? Um, Blue Brazil. Jack Fox, I'll call him that. Oh, I don't, you must take a red neck if you to call your team that. Yeah. Really? I, well, I, I think the, the broadcasters call them that. I don't think that the fans call them the. the, the <laughs> Um, you know, they might say something. They might say something blue about them. And in, in, in a league, in a league that I just think um, that Kelty are going to rob this year because they're just chucking all sorts of money at it. Um, I think that all right, Cowden, yeah, Cowden two one. So after all that, Cowden beat a one in the game, right? Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were. <laughs> I, I thought you were better predict they were going to lose. To be fair, to Cowden beat they're a bigger club than where they are. Um, historically, anyway, um, but so I'll say I'll say two one. I've never had much time for Annan, um, just because I just feel that Annan Annan are a bit out of place in the SPFL. I don't know. I just I, I, I I'm sorry to the Annan fans listening, but um, we know there's there's barely any. Right, that's what I trust. Our biggest support. It's all right. Four don't listen to the end of the podcast. Um, so we've got air. Versus Wraith, nil two. Airdrie versus Arlo are three two. Kenyon Beef versus Allen two one. Yeah. And oh, I need a shout out as well for Campbell's Football's preview. He's doing an SWPL one preview as well with Stuart Mitchell from BBC. Um, so he gave us a shout out. We gave him a shout out. It's all nice to be nice and all that. And Josh, give your own podcast a plug actually because you never even mentioned it. So you did mention it at one point, but you didn't mention the name of it. So obviously, give your um, podcast a plug. Ah, cheers. Uh, so uh, our pod is called the Left Wingers Podcast. Um, the basis of it is um, three uh, socialists uh, who have made a podcast, uh, and we basically talk about. Sometimes we talk about football. Sometimes we talk about everything else going on in the world, like politics, uh, current events, everything that's happening around the world. Um, often, often when we're trying to record, it gets interrupted. Uh, because we have been unable to record this week because of everything that's that's so the three of us work in various different jobs. Um, Jordan, one of the one of the panelists, works for yeah, anti-racism charity, and because of everything that happened with Kyogo, we've had to cancel the recording this week. So um, often things get interrupted, but we are working on getting a new pod out next week. Good, good. We'll check it out. Um, anything else you want to discuss before we wrap up? Uh, just, okay. uh, just as long as Scott can wrap up, I've seen enough of his body for the night. You've not seen anything yet, don't worry. <laughs> Aye, so in case the listeners are scared, we will not be putting out a calendar, don't worry about it, we will not be doing it, because you don't want to see all that. Why do you have to say all that for me? Why do you have to say all that? Scott's... Scott, I wouldn't take that, mate. Yeah. Take that I, 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 I was thought, how was it just oh, going to be? A, was it just going to be a calendar, just the pictures of you? You were just front page. The calendar's obviously twelve months and all that. Well, you can't get twelve pictures of me. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just focus on getting one good picture and starting from there, right? Scott, so, Scott will get his dates wrong. Scott will go for nineteen seventy. Right, so I cheers uh, as always, Scott and Miguel, which Thank always you. seems weird to say because it's your name, Scott Miguel, as well. Uh, and Josh, brilliant having you on. Thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate it. Hopefully, get you back on in our time if you're up for it. And yeah, 
Catch us. Cheers.